If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Fish Anahita. And I'm Pogo Dams. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that has seven new moves added to its move pool. De- uh, DeFi. Pogo Dams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing very, very great. I'm yeah. glad that you uh, have me on for this episode. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. I always, so a bit of uh, behind the curtain kind of stuff, um, due to time zones and that, uh, we always record these episodes in like US evening time and it's my morning. So, and, and I've, you know, I sleep terribly. So I have to just kind of drag myself out of bed painfully. And it's the reason that I've got such a, like a, a baritone, like croaky voice is because th- that's just my morning voice. <laughs> like if I, if it ends up, if for some reason we have to record later my time, then suddenly I'm all chipper and, <laughs> and higher pitched. The the good old the good old fish that we know on stream. <laughs> yeah, right. The the mold the mold fish. When 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 you when you stream at night and I start waking up, I'm like, oh, I don't have my morning voice ready to go, so I come in and start joking around <laughs> with you on your stream. <laughs> yeah. So Dom, uh, do you want to tell us where people might know you? What kind of work you've been doing around the Pokemon Go scene? Uh yeah. I mean. Overall, I mean, just in a nutshell, I've been part of the Pokemon Go community for about three years. Uh, I mean, that's when I started playing Pokemon Go, but I think jumping into more of the streaming scene, it was been about, I don't know, two and a half years. Uh, yeah, two and a half years, I would say. And that was something where, uh, you know, before the good old pandemic happened, I was mm. just about ready to go. And when that actually happened, everything just kind of pushed towards streaming and and finding new creative ways of just, you know, shining in, in the whole community. And uh, long and behold, you know, we're still here now. We're obviously having this podcast. I mean, we used to do some, or I used to do some podcasts uh, before, and then I shifted into doing more editing and uh, just, you know, being more involved in the PvP community. And yeah, I mean, I think what you said just just now, I think one of the biggest, coolest uh, accomplishments that I actually had just recently was uh, actually working with uh, Matt in collaboration with PvP Poke, creating the logo. So I've been really, really happy about that. I mean, it was it's been a Good, maybe a month. Uh, I don't know if it was a month and a half. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know my times anymore. But um, <laughs> it was, it was just a fun collaboration going back and forth, just to come up with a new, refreshing look for PV Poke. You know, the, the, the hub where everyone just goes and looks for everything that they just really need on in a pinch, or just even studying, or just, just anything. You know, as we all know, like the team building, the battling, and um, just the whole ranking system, which obviously we we're gonna, you know, use tonight or today to, yeah. to, to dive into. So. I mean, I'm I'm very appreciative with with Matt with that, and just you know, just loved everything, and yeah, just continue just grinding, just keep on doing my thing, you know, with shorts and just helping other people with brand recognition and and just uh, advertising all that fun stuff. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. Whenever we go to the po- uh, the PP Poke website now, there is a little uh, tributation down the bottom, and it's 
this wonderful purple color that stands out so beautifully from the color scheme of the rest oh i'm in dark mode by the way so um it stands out so well it's so eye-catching every time i see it i'm like that's my buddy (laughs) that's my that's my power yeah you you've been doing such amazing work like you you have um excellent you make excellent tiktok content uh your your stream uh is always like so like pretty whenever whenever i go in there like you you are a photographer slash videographer by trade so you have always had an eye for the aesthetic and that really shows in your content yeah yeah appreciate it and i think you know it's always comes down to you know wanting to make sure you make a good first impression and I think for anyone that's just rather new in our community, and our community has been really, really welcoming on these past couple of years. And I just, you know, just even besides that, just having a good presence always gets you in, you know, in the right, in the right footing in the, or in the right direction. Mm. So, you know, besides just, you know, having a good impression, you know, you obviously want to have a good character, good pe- personality and good morales when, when it comes to streaming or however you want to portray yourself. I mean, that's, that's just mm-hmm. my personal opinion, but I mean, everyone has their ways, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's always great to, to always help others and even like doing these podcasts and everything else. It's, it's always just finding ways to acknowledge and, and, and to shed new light and tips because like you said with, with TikTok, I think one of the craziest things is the amount of people that still don't understand the, the aspect of PVP. Um, you know, more, more or less in our Twitch community, you know, we have more of a understanding the basics, even some of the, the, the advantages or, or the advantage of just PVP knowledge in general. Like for us just to keep going through PV poke again, just to look up that stuff is is second nature for us. And just to mm-hmm. just for TikTok, you know, because I've been streaming more or less uh like Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm kind of splitting up my my streaming schedule a little bit. The amount of people that ask questions for stuff is is really uh uh, amusing, you know, to say the least, you know, in ways of like, oh, what's PV poke? What's this? And, you know, how do you do that? Or how do you get a second move? And you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a whole community out in, in, in TikTok that's just so different from Twitch. And just to have that kind of differences of information and perspective of, of just Pokemon Go and GBL is is insane. So it's 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 a cool, refreshing opportunity because you know, you, you reach legend so many times and, you know, you want to do something new and, and uplifting. And, you know, I think yeah. this is like a cool opportunity to, to help others, you know, it's, you know, to hit legend is, is cool, but to see others like cross that finish line is something that I would like to encourage, uh, for sure through, through TikTok and maybe yeah, on totally. YouTube. So. I'm really glad that, uh, people are like, curious and asking questions because I've had a lot of experience with say, for example, I, I brought up a few weeks ago on the pod. Uh, my one of my battles from OCIC was put up on YouTube, and the comments there there was there was no asking questions. It was all this is a dead game. This is boring. This is just tapping. Uh, where's the skill here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm glad that there is that that's not representative of the whole community. I'm glad that there is plenty of people who are uh, wanting to understand the nuance because like on the surface i, I think um, i'm gonna credit um I, th- I think it was caleb peng with this uh, observation uh, where he's like it is a simple game um but it just so happened by the design of the game that there is all this nuance lying underneath that it takes effort to try and discover Right, right. And I completely agree. And I know we're going to be talking more in depth with it um, later, but I think just having just the new move updates, for example, just cr- 
constantly gives us new creative avenues instead of just looking at things in a, oh, this is a simple ABB kind of composition for, for a team to, to use. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if, if Bird Power wants me to say this, but I mean, I, I was I was helping her scrim a little bit just recently. And it's just funny because, you know, we're having this this conversation now with what you just quoted with Kayla Peng. But, you know, I, I did something a little bit different because it's like once you start understanding the few mechanics of things and the few of the known styles or play styles that people may just use in regionals, you know, sometimes it's just kind of interesting to shake things up a little bit. And, and, and I did something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't I didn't win like the couple of matchups with her in the beginning, but it's just funny to see those couple comments where she's like it's very interesting that you did this play this way and I was wondering why you did that and it's just really really cool to, to to have that kind of mindset like that response from someone because you know if when more moves are introduced into the game and there's that many changes it's, those little nuances and mm-hmm. things are gonna spice things up and especially for for regionals and hopefully in uh, Japan uh, champions right there too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would personally. I mean, we're we're getting into the weeds now, but hey, whatever. It's our podcast. Um, it's, um, <laughs> uh, I would like there to eventually be, uh, rather than just having the the one lever of move sets to play with, I would eventually like to see other mechanics introduced that we can leverage for strategic advantage. Like you know, held items is one that gets uh, mentioned a lot. Uh, status effects as well um i am personally not totally against adding more rng into into the game because it can be a way of flipping things in your favor when you're in a bad matchup so it's just another another thing you can leverage uh but yeah that's um that allows the ability to develop more abstract play styles and uh, yeah, like like you said, like doing things that your scrim partner might not have expected. There's more opportunity to do that if there's there's more mechanics to leverage. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. And it's, it's you know, it's hopefully Niantic you know continues to explore these options and and these new features because it would only just make the game more competitive, more enjoyable. Um, just gives opportunity for, like you said, for those few nuances, you know, being so-called hard countered on the switch. And, Mm. you know, if you have a Pokemon that has a certain move or a certain, um, yeah, a certain move that just creates a, a change or a little shift. I mean, by all means like that, that brings a whole refreshing view of the game in itself. Yeah. All right. So that's our preamble. It is time to get into the GBL section, and we have just come out of the Great League Summer Cup and Open Great League. What have been your thoughts? What have you been playing? Um, you've had, obviously, a week now to enjoy the latest move updates, so what have been your thoughts with all of that? Uh, to, to, to slightly continue from what we were just talking about now, it's just, I think with the new moves, people are exploring new options and new team comps. And I think the biggest observation that I've been seeing so far is, is that it doesn't seem like it's too, uh, restrictive in, in the meta. People, people are exploring new things. There's slightly different teams and it doesn't seem so, I forgot, I forgot what's like the word I'm going to use constricted uh... yeah like it, in, in some sense you know you, you start recognizing teams that we know already from the past seasons and it, it is right. just refreshing a little bit and just to see a couple pokemon actually flip up certain matchups you know like someone was explaining how you know drift blend with the new move uh you know to be able to to flip over reggie if you want to use your shields or 
you know, seeing um, uh, Droll Run being run, uh, introduced with uh, Lolan Sandslash is, is getting new opportunities. I mean, stuff like that. Just it's it's just nice to see like Dugong, you know, being more still of that defensive type Pokemon is being able to. Uh, just flip up certain matchups, you know, in some cases still lose some of those matchups like soft lose, but that gives opportunity, for example, for Pokemon that may need extra energy to come in and and get a head start to cause some damage in, in the mid to the close game. So, I mean, overall, I've, I've been very reluctant and I'm, I'm very happy because I'm not, in all, in all honesty, not a huge fan of, of Great League just because the meta has been so stale and it's so RPS and the fact of, oh, Lantern, Trevident, Noctowl. Um, I know, I think Tuo Butters was, was mentioning about this before, where there's like a healthy RPS kind of uh, gameplay, and then there's like the toxicity kind of it, and that Lantern Trev Noctowl was more of the toxic, you know, kind of kind of RPS, and I guess it's all due to Lantern, what, Learning Surf, I guess, right? That was that was the, the last yeah, move that it that, learns, that was the big one. And, that was, and, that was, and that was it, like... And then he got the Trevenant, <laughs> and then he got the knockdown. It's like, oh man, it's and that's and that's what we saw for the majority of, of uh, regional sometimes. And you know, it's mm. just, it it sucks because it's like you want to showcase your skill sets, and it's it's terrible when you get hard countered. So, but mm. I mean, overall, like I said, it's it's just seeing these new changes and seeing some things being nerfed and some things being introduced. There's a lot more exploration. A lot more people are streaming, which is awesome, and for fun, just just because I've been running. Uh, regular Ho-Oh in, in Great League and as of the last two days uh, open or no in, in Summer Cup actually and that's just been just fun just really really fun you know not not too many people can run uh, Ho-Oh and uh, because it's a low friendship trade and so many people can uh, only get it so I mean I just wanted to have fun and try a little bit of spice and it's 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 been fun yeah I'm so jealous of the Ho-Oh um uh what so what's been your win rate so far because like early season, it can tend to be high. like uh, by the end of the season, everyone's at like fifty to fifty five percent. But it's fun in those early ranks to see you know sixty, seventy, eighty percent wins. I've been I've been riding around. Uh, I want to say it's around like sixty six, sixty seven percent win rate still. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. there's been a couple sets where I took off Ho and I was wanting to try Summer Cup with a team that I seen from another creator. Uh, which was like Vigoroth, Shadow Swampert, and Shadow Galvantula. But Shadow Galvantula has been really, really fun. Like it's it, it hits hard, and if it gets a little bit mm-hmm. of an energy lead, it's it, it like two lunges or two discharges knocks out most things, unless it's uh, like a Macargo or something. But um, besides that, um, it was it was working for a little bit, and then Vigoroth wasn't working for whatever reason. And at the time when I was streaming, chat's like, oh, use ho again, use ho again. And I just threw that in there. And it's, it's like you get shields off from uh, the Swampert or from the or from the Galvantula. And then once shields are down or we're ahead of a shield, it's like ho comes in with some energy. And it's like, boom, like EQ to Electrode, one shot gone. Or like Braybird, oh. like Braybird hits. Like it actually hits really, really hard against a lot of the Pokemon. And I've been telling chat quite a bit uh, that... Ho is in, in a weird sweet spot. It it's it has an attack stat that's actually higher than Talonflame. Um, it has a defense mm-hmm. stat higher than Charizard, and it has an HP just shy of a Charizard. So it's it's a weird little spot. But the one that I have in particular, when certain CMPs against certain Pokemon, I think it's like a, an attack of 124. Um, and it's it's like a it's a weird it's a weird thing. And I don't think like people coming in, you know, doing their GBL sets, you know, see a Ho and they're like, oh, and like what I do. And yeah. I think majority of people know, like, oh, Ho has Sacred Fire and they have Braybird. 
but we're running Earthquake because I feel like with the meta that we used to have, I felt like Earthquake was a little bit more um, beneficial for some of the matchups against like the Steel types where like maybe, uh, you know, Sacred Fire would be fine. But if you're up against something that's a little bit hard counter that you have a little bit more flexibility, I guess, with the move, at least in, in, at least in my mind. So it's also recommended on PB Poke um, <laughs> here at rank number 547 in Open oh. League. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just proof of something we say quite often, which is, you know, take take those things with a grain of salt. Like, they're an educational tool, but they're not, like, the, the Bible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's for sure. not gospel. Yeah. If you, yeah, you use that as a starting point to, to then uh, do your own, you know, research and discovery on top of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been a lot of teams that, you know, I haven't really studied, to be honest. And I think it's just more or less the element of surprise, not only for myself, but for the opponents. But I mean, I've been seeing some teams where it's just like usually a, a Galvantula lead into a Lantern in the back and then a Noctowl, give or take, or some other Pokemon. But I mean, I've been starting to see like certain common teams in Summer Cup that seem pretty repetitive. And yeah, as long as you know how to work the team that you have, you know, you can maneuver things around and. And then when things don't work out, you just pray that they come up with a lose comp for you to, to take advantage of. So. <laughs> uh, I had one actually just last night where I was on the verge of a, a 5-0 sweep and um, I I was getting outplayed. Like uh, a guy had a lantern left. I had I did have Cradilly and Vigoroth, but they both were in the red and I had no shields left. Um the guy got to a land uh, to to a surf to KO the Cradilly. Um, but then the Vigoroth came back out and I think they had forgotten that the Vigoroth was still there. So I managed to <laughs> throw four counters and get to a body slam to KO <laughs> the lantern. <laughs> like it was literally like one spark away from, from fainting, but yeah, they, <laughs> I managed to get all four counters and, and the body slam off. So yeah, that's a that's an example of uh of them presenting me a little, just handing me the win on a platter. Yeah, 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 and it's it's like those parts of the game. It's always fun, you know. You, you have like that <laughs> that element of like I gotta count, I gotta do this, I gotta no switch, I gotta know blah 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 blah, and you have like that element of surprise. You're like, oh my god, like wow, that happens. <laughs> thank you, Pokey Gods. Like I always say, oh, thank you, Pokey Gods. Thank you, Trainer. Like I needed this win. Right. No questions asked. Let's move on to the next battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So just, yeah, to, to be thorough, my team that I was running all through Summer Cup was Galvantula, um, Vigoroth, and Cradilly. Vigoroth being, no, so starting with the Galvantula, like Galv, uh, getting to the lunge in 12 turns, there, there are a few Pokemon like your Vigoroth and your Lantern that can get to a move in just 10 turns, and so they do get there earlier. But I found that, you know, being... I was more than willing to go down a shield that early in the game so I could shield that first body slam slash surf or whatever the, the other move would be. And then you can tank the second one a lot more comfortably. Still gets you into the yellow, but like it's you can still get to like another charge move after that or maybe even switch it out or or whatever you need to do. And uh, it, it still has play in the end game. And then Vigoroth uh, was ended up being such a safe swap because everyone is so off of Trevenant now. It's mm. been ridiculous. I, I I felt the same thing with Wall Rain, where uh, like it got a move nerf, and everyone, the entire Pokemon Go community, is just like, "Well, this is dead to us now." <laughs> 
where it's but I, I still think Trevenant is fine and I think we'll get to it later Trevenant uh, dropped out of the top 12 in usage for the first time ever in a play Pokemon regional during Milwaukee but I think by the time Worlds comes around I think it's going to be right back in that group because I think it's still good yeah yeah it's it, the meta is is not conformed yet so it's it's definitely one of those things where everyone's still exploring like what are good team comps and like a, a core team or a core like two basically um it's one of those things i usually try to to explain to to people it's just like what are two pokemon that work so well together and to have okay. that third pokemon to kind of just complement those two just in case you know that's obviously like goes back to the whole ABB idea, but just you know finding those two things that really really work. Like we all knew for a while, Trevenant and Wallering just worked so well together before they got nerfed, and you know now people are just trying to find new things. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think everyone right now, from what we're seeing in in the Open Great League and a little bit here and there in, in the Summer Cup, and it's just a lot of ice, a lot of water, and mm. then you just have like Metachamp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know right now people are just exploring that and you know long and behold if it's going to be you know kayla pang or yonkis or someone or or home slice henry they're going to come up with something and people are going to take it and run with it and so it's, <laughs> and so and that's where treadmill is going to be lurking in the back with those little eyes there it's just going to be like <laughs> i'm, I'm going to come back and, and claim my position that i lost for a little bit there but yeah yeah I can see right, it. I right. can really, really see it. I mean, it's kind of like, I think right now it's kind of like the the new Nidoqueen Queen kind of status of like, man, I can't get to my C-bomb baits anymore that quickly. Just, but, you know, you got to, mm. I guess, more or less, more or less uh, go to the Shadow Ball more than anything. But I don't know. We'll see. I think it just, we're all so familiar with certain Pokemon and their roles when we play that when they get nerfed or buffed, it can change the, you know, the mentality of that Pokemon or that usage. So I think right now, like knowing how Trevenant's actually been used, I think now it needs to be tweaked a little bit to to work in, in our favor or any, you know, trainer's favor that they're going to use for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So coming up, well, starting now as of this recording, we've got from June 8 to 15 is the Summer Cup Ultra League Edition and Open Great League is sticking around for another week. So... This is normal fire, water, grass, electric, and bug, just like in the Great League version, and a cap of 2,500 CP. In my studies, I, I mentioned on the podcast a lot that we have a weekly live-streamed chat, uh, myself and a leaderboard player, Lyle Jeffs. Uh, we do that for every every meta on the Palatown PvP YouTube and Twitch channels. The conversation this week was all centered around the core of Pidgeot and Virizion, which looks absolutely busted, Dom. I mean, I haven't personally... I mean, I, I missed that stream that you guys are talking about, like, right at the very, very end. But what was, like, the thing that you guys found with, with that core in particular? I mean, we know in, in Open, like, Ultra League, just Pidgeot and Virizion and uh, Cabalion was a thing because of House Stark, but you know, now that mm -hmm. you have a cup that's limited, in my mindset you're saying already like that's that's gonna be it. Like I can see that. And maybe like like what throw I, I could probably actually see what Virizian, Pidgeot, and Zard like beat out the you know, the counter user to yeah. a flyer type and just have Zard clean up because at the end of the day, a lot of people you know, we'll use, I guess, PV poke as in a way of like, okay, I'll create teams that are good for this. And then we have like the other type of trainers that will be like, hey, 
I have like starters that are available. I'm going to use, you know, Zard. I'm going to use, I mean, I don't know about Buzzwool. I mean, people I would imagine has Buzzwool <laughs> at this point now, but um, I think just Pokemon that are just relatively available. So, but what, what, what is it that you guys actually saw from, from the Rizzi and Pidgeot core that seems unbeatable? So when, whenever Pidgeot is high in the rankings of a meta, um, we always say like, well, yeah, it's, it's great, but it's really struggles against the steel types because it's got no coverage. It's all flying moves, but there's really not much steel around in this meta. There's Togedemaru. And there's Magnazone, which, you know, double resisting the flying moves, so that'll be a bad time. But then all the other steals are, like, Ferrothorn, Genesect, uh, Escavalier. They're all taking neutral, neutral damage from the flying types, and uh, except for the Genesect, and only particular versions of Genesect, like, none of them are able to hit back very effectively either, so... Uh, so that's why Pidgeot is going to be as good as it is. And then Verizian can uh, handle a lot of the ices that are around. The only one it... Uh, well, it's obviously taking super effective damage back from the ice, but with that combination of Sacred Sword and Stone Edge and also Leaf Blade because a lot of the ices, most of the ices are also water type as well. Um, it can It can hit back harder than what the ices can tend to hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm 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 looking up as we're talking because, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't like study studied it, but I can see just mm-hmm. you know just the comp, just the how they complement each other as far as just the things that you know Pidgey can't handle easily, like Verizon, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and I just I don't know for some reason like that's the first thing that came to my mind when you mentioned it, but like, just Pidgey, Verizon, and and Zard. I wonder out of curiosity. You know, because you're mentioning Steel types, and I see as number eighteen is is Stunfisk as well too, uh, because you know we had that recent. Uh, research day for for the stunfisk and oh, that's unovan yeah 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 and uh so not not a steel type oh not oh yeah yeah no tr- you're right you're right um you are right yeah um but i mean it's still rank 18 i mean i, I still yes. with the with the mud bomb buff i mean it's it, it could have some play i mean i'm just looking zapdos Zard and pidgeot for for those it's funny i'm still seeing trevident as like things that it loses to but um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be an interesting meta. It's going to be definitely different from Great League. And I want to try to remember, was it it wasn't was it Weather Cup that we had an Ultra League and a uh, Great League version? And so yeah, uh, it it just it was just nice to see how like the meta was just so different and it was still refreshing in itself. And I can just definitely yeah. see Summer Cup for Ultra League being a whole complete different thing. Like to see Zapdos. Um, I mean, I've seen Pidgeot quite a, quite a bit actually in the Great League, but just to see like Zapdos, Buzzwall having play, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. from from my experience in in open Ultra League, like Tentacruel is going to probably have play, and perhaps Double, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking yeah. this is going to be like a really cool, balanced, like even though you're saying like okay, P- Pidgeot and Verizian is is going to be like the core two, I could still see somewhat of like a balance of 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 this kind of cup and. It's and I usually appreciate those type of cups like like fantasy cup that we had from yeah. uh, what two seasons ago I think now. So for sure, um, like uh, things like Tentacruel down at number seven is going to be really really good um, because I mean it it beats the Verizian quite hard, but then that play against Pidgeot is quite neutral um, and it has uh, different options with its charge move set. Like it recommends Scold and Sludge Wave 
on PB Poke, but you could go Scold and Blizzard. You can go Acid Spray Scold. Uh, you could go you know, Acid Spray Blizzard, whatever you want to do. Um, Blizzard would get get you that real nice closing power on Pidgeot and and certain other Pokemon. Um, so that's kind of our recommendation. But you can certainly stick with with other move sets as well. I'm actually also liking the Shadow Zap, which you brought up before, because it is a Pokemon that beats Pidgeot and Virizion quite hard. It's the it's easily the best core breaker to those two in the meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it as a good lead or definitely a good close. Um, mm. And obviously, it it shows Thunderbolt, which again I haven't reviewed personally, but I think to to bring up what you're talking about with Tentacruel is the fact that. Sometimes just having that element of surprise with a different move than what PB Poke suggests it can really flip up matches. I mean, I know a couple occasions, like you mentioned, Tentacruel with Blizzard, like knocked out a couple of my dragon, my flying types in a heartbeat. And you're just like, ooh, mm-hmm. like this changes everything. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, I've having- had so many situations where like I've known the Blizzard's coming, but like I, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't shield for whatever reason. And so just seeing my entire Pokemon disappear is like, yep. <laughs> for happened. sure for sure yeah and um I, I, and i just that's the part that i just love about pv you know pvp is just or gbl is just the fact that you know you can just do those things just to change up matchups i think mm-hmm. one that would be kind of curious i don't know if it would really have play is is you know credilly you know with rock slide and grass not like it can be somewhat of that core breaker it's you know it's an odd typing kind of a thing you know you still lose to Verizian, yeah. but you know, it's, it's that kind of typing with, with the moves that it has, the rock slide and grass knot. It has a nice way of just covering your, your flyers and your ground types. You know, ground, like ground, ground, not actual ground typing, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Um, and uh, it's, uh, of course, it's beating all your waters, uh, Swampert, Lantern, Pelipper, and then your, all your fires in, in Charizard. Um, it says here it is losing to all your grasses and it actually technically loses to pidgeot in the one shields yeah pidgeot is 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 very lethal i mean if you know how to use it not necessarily go crazy spamming feather dance but if you know how to use it properly it can be very lethal i mean it's it's a has a decent bulk to it but once you start debuffing pokemon man it it just becomes like a snorlax with wings basically That's the way that I see it, but yeah. <laughs> Love that mental image. <laughs> um, so then from moving on from June 15 to 22, we have the Little Element Cup, which is back once again. We it just It seems like it was only here two weeks ago. And the Ultra League steps in. So the Little Element Cup, as a reminder, is a 500 CP cap cup. Fire, water, and grass types allowed. And mons that can evolve but are still in their basic form are allowed. What did you run last night? Did you play the Element Cup last time or were you playing Open League? Um, Do you have any thoughts on this meta? Element Cup, I always say heck no. It's it's just not, it's not my, it's not my (laughs) cup of tea. I mean, I think there was that one season when it was introduced and I... I had it. I forgot what season it was actually introduced, and I probably used it or I played that cup because maybe I wasn't. I didn't have enough Pokemon eligible for like Ultra League or Master League or whatever it was at that time. So I, I remember the faint imagery of just Ducklet, Chinchow, and like Bulbasaur, Vulpix, which is still like mm-hmm. the same type of Pokemon you see in this cup. Yeah. But um, I think from watching a lot of people this this last season because it was towards the very end of our season. 
Ducklet was just still like a menace, a shadow or regular. And, and for the most part, what I've seen in the 25 to 2800 ELO, most people just like whoever gets, whoever wins CMP, whoever has the higher attack, they just go like straight Bray Bird and just dip to their next Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. overall, with, with this cup in particular, alignment and, and, shield advantage is like key i think alignment is is a lot more important than than shields but uh i guess it just really comes down to like the type the type the type of team that you actually have but um i think the two oddest picks that uh that are in this cup that i don't think they represent themselves really well is salandit and shadow uh execute um Mm -hmm. It's just because they just do so much damage. They got the debuffing chance with the, or not the chance, just the debuffing move with with uh, Poison Fang. Actually, I see Salanda is number five, um, but like even getting a boost from Ancient Power, it's like those confusion damage on 500 CP Pokemon. It just chunks. It really, really chunks. It's interesting that you brought those two Pokemon up specifically because they are two of the very few Pokemon that. Um, were affected by the moveset changes because Salandit's Poison Fang uh, damage was buffed uh, on what is already a very, very high attack Pokemon. And Execute's Seed Bomb was nerfed, so less, uh, more higher energy cost, but does more damage. Unfortunately, in Little Cup, that's not really uh, of much consequence because the Seed Bomb was already KOing most things anyway. Um, so, yeah... Salander going up and execute going down. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, I think Poison Fang Salander. I'm surprised it's not even be number one at this point. I mean, I don't know what Ducklet's doing to, to keep its number one <laughs> rank, but yeah. I yeah, mean, right? Braybird is always scary. I mean, I love I love my bird Pokemon no matter what. Like, I don't know, like in these three mm-hmm. years of playing PvP and GBL, all that fun stuff. I mean, it's just Braybird. I just it's, it's always a fun move to use. But uh, yeah, just the ducks. They stay on top, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But the, but the sad the part is, is that Salandit is is a is a Pokemon that's just not really accessible. And the thing is, is right. most people either, I guess, at, the, at this point now, it's like the only thing I can think of is it's never been in the wild. It's still something that you have to hatch. And is that just twelve kilometer eggs? I don't even remember anymore. I think now. so. So, and if you're a very avid pokemon player you're not going to have a cp above 500 so it's just really really hard to access something like that um and it actually hatches above 500 cp as well i think you need to trade it from a lower level account or something yeah. like that so it's it's one of i those think i came across one just in, in the last run of element cup <laughs> yeah i actually seen i think two two streamers actually use and one of them hit legend yep. really really fast using Slayer yeah and <laughs> eggs and uh yeah shadow egg but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting cup. I think more than anything, you just want to be conscious of of really just like alignment. I think nothing really changed in this in this meta from what we've seen. And uh, I mean, you just want to get to your moves fast and just throw them and and just mm-hmm. be the first to. I say take. I think with this with this cup, it's always like take charge. Like you don't want to anticipate. You want to be the one to throw the move first to make the switches. Mm-hmm. Like as as long as you can get that energy lead and get to that move fast. I mean, it's. It's like who can ever hit first wins, I think, in, in this kind of cup. And finally, for this podcast, we have from June 22 to 29, the single type cup and the continuation of Ultra League. So the single type cup is a 1500 CP cup where only single typed 
Pokemon are eligible. So, for example, Umbreon would be eligible because it's just Dark type, whereas the Swampert, which is Water and Ground type, would not be eligible. Cresselia and Defense Deoxys have been banned, and we don't have any uh, PV Poke rankings to look at yet. Um, just off the top of your head, Dom, what, what do you think might be a popular Pokemon? Can we actually look it up as a custom thing? In I believe so. Let me. I'm trying to. So yeah, I mean, just from just from looking at the monotype. Thanks, thanks, Matt, for for helping again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing like a quick quick look here, and it's kind of funny because I, I said it already before earlier in the week. Now that we know that Haxorus actually has a community coming up. And mm-hmm. I've been telling people like I want to actually see it more more than anything. It's like a little side note to this. It's like I just want to actually see it being used in regionals. But it's it's showing yes. right now like Haxorus with Breaking Swipe is one of the top Pokemon just for this monotype. It'll be really, really interesting. But I think the 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 one that really strikes me more than anything is gonna be Dragonair. I think Dragonair yep. um you know, the, maybe maybe the the muck and the Machamp would be kind of interesting to see too. I mean, it might be a type of cup just from the cuff of just looking at things. It could be just like a fast pressure move kind of cup. I mean, I'm seeing like Dubwool, Surfetch, Lickitung. Surprisingly enough, I'm seeing Hypno, which I have not seen for a very very long time. That would be an interesting yeah, thing to see. Um. Our tried and true, like you mentioned, Umbreon, but also like Reggie mm-hmm. Steel is there. Cofagrigus is always a nice safe um, pick for like a switch or a closer, more for a closer than anything. Um, Milk Tank, uh, or Milk Tank, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean those are the like the top top ones I can think of just from looking over very very quickly. I mean Clefable, you know, having the the Fairy Winds, it's rank seventy seven, but. I think when that thing gets an energy lead is, is always a menace um, from mm-hmm. from what I've seen already in Open Great League. So those are my thoughts. I th- I'm actually going down even further. Berserker is also a cool steel type pick, Ooh. having the close combat and, and foul play. And I and I and I I know no one does like. I know Lyle doesn't want to hear this, but Electivire is number ninety. It's it's not that far down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there yeah. if it's in the top 200 you can make it work <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like there there looks like there is a lot of options here but i have a thinking feeling that it's just gonna kind of congeal around vigoroth like like it does with so many other metas that vigoroth is eligible in can we can we suspect going to a unique version of triple counter team Having like Champ Vigoroth and and Primate, <laughs> Heracross, uh, yeah. Oh no, Haxorus, <laughs> Haxorus, or or even Surfetch, yeah. Haxorus, Surfetch, and Vigoroth. <laughs> there we go. Oh man, <laughs> um, that'd be fun for whoever's running it, not for <laughs> anyone facing it. Uh, all right, so that's our GBL section. Good luck with your upcoming battles. Uh, time for our Sylph check-in. And Dom's Sylph is something you, you do factions, Rob. You don't. You've never done solo Sylph, have you? No, I have not. I mean, I, I've done a good um, portion of factions this last cycle. Is that is that mm-hmm. the word that we use? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I I get confused with some of the terminology here or there, but I, I didn't yeah. have a lot of a lot of time in factions last cycle, and it, it was it was fun. It was it was an eye opening, very cool experience. A little bit different than regionals, mm-hmm. even though it's still like the show six format, I yeah. think. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. 
how did your team go? Uh, our team did pretty good. I think we still averaged close to like 60% win rate, I think overall. And ooh, I don't, I don't remember if we were like fourth place in our division. I think we were bronze mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think our team did pretty well overall. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, recognizable names in the process of, of mm -hmm. battling people. And like I said, it was just fun. It was just a really, really fun experience mm -hmm. and nothing, nothing like, um, open great league with the, with the blind format. So there was for me, like, like I mentioned, it's just the fact of just having to strategize, strategize a team and, uh, in a way of just making things work. Like I, mm -hmm. I was in the Arcana division and, uh, towards the very end of the last cycle, last half of the cycle, I was just using shadow Gyarados and being of like oddly ranked. It was so put in a lot of play being just oppressive with dragon breath and getting to those aqua tails or crunches. But yeah. Yeah. Um, also a really nice, like one of the few things that could give uh, Tyrant a lot of trouble. Um, basically anything with a steel typing and Gyarados. <laughs> that was it. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. It, it was, it was fun. Arcana was, was a cool meta. Um, I'm just not too sure how how it is uh, with you know self that we're gonna get into as far as like innocent cup that I'm mm -hmm. seeing and jump Pluff being busted, <laughs> 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 which was which was actually pretty good for Arcana. It yeah, jump Pluff has just had an amazing season. Like <laughs> most of the metas, it's been just way up there, almost like a a, a must bring for all all the metas that it's been el eligible in. Um, so yeah, innocent cup is not much different but i think going back to like even just looking through pv poke just i think if jump Pluff is the it pokemon i think zapdos is just gonna follow right on through being that pokemon that, right. that can just take that kind of that damage against jump Pluff. i mean outpacing yeah. to uh drill drill packs there I, I believe right yep yeah uh it gets to drill pack in five and then four thundershocks so that's 10 turns and then eight which is one of the fastest you'll see um the the only faster moves are like uh doubles body slam getting there in nine consistently and that well that's not technically faster it averages out to nine anyway so uh that's about the same pace um yeah there's there's really not much faster than a zapdos drill pack uh so that's a, a pretty strong check to jump off also seeking is ranked at number three on the rankings and i i think i'm going to start with seeking um that the poison jab damage is looking so nice against the jump off tropius which is also very high ranked and also there's a lot of fairies in the meta that uh, there's nothing else really to check the fairies again there's no steel types around literally none and in the way of poison damage there's also not much there as well seeking is the biggest one with the poison jab but then you've got swalot which is running infestation as its fast move which is you know resisted by fairies and low damage anyway um to try and get to the sludge bomb which is the super effective move you've got swampert that could potentially run sludge wave instead of earthquake and that is actually the recommended move set in this meta on pv poke as well I'd, I'd probably agree with that again because of the presence of jump off and the fairies um quagsire could learn sludge bomb but i probably wouldn't go there um guzzlord as well though guzzlord is a good one and um there are a couple of really nice dark types in this meta guzzlord and zwilus being the main ones 
from overall, I mean, based from from what you're saying, like with with just the the poison types, I mean, it just seems like what you mentioned that fairy users just have a lot of play, and I can kind of <laughs> see like that odd triangle effect of you know grass, electric, and and fairy, and then whatever you can counter between those those three. But I mean, what what we what I do see that you're uh, mentioning was just the dark types itself, and I think like that can have an interesting play. I'm seeing like Volaby, Hunchcrow, Guzzlord, uh, Zolius, and I I don't know like if you can, I would be very surprised knowing like how I mean, I, I think Sophie can always be surprised, and same thing as his mm-hmm. factions, how people can come up with teams, but. I would be very surprised and not surprised if if uh, someone brings in a double fairy team. But I think if he can sneak out that one fairy, then the dark type can probably have a lot of play in the mid to close, um, if anything, against you know the Zapdos, anything else that would resist those moves. Like even I, I see what Jelson has a little bit of play here nor there, um, mm-hmm. and, yep. and a few other water types that just don't want to appreciate you know a dragon user being resisted with those water moves. So. And a couple of ghosts as well. So Jellison being one of them, and Driftlim is another one uh, that's looking pretty good with Shadow Ball. And uh, you can go with either Icy Wind or Mystical Fire now, which is uh, which is really cool. Uh, Icy Wind is probably preferred because it's double super effective against the Jump Luff. It's super effective against the Dragon, so it has that weapon to hit back with, and super effective against like Zapdos as well. So all, all your flyers. I think the one Pokemon that I want to see actually have play, and I don't know if it will. I mean, it actually beats Jumpluff, beats Azumarill, Drift, and Jelly, is uh, Orangaroo. Like, there's there's always about yeah. that typing, the psychic and normal typing that is just, it's so unique. I mean, it doesn't beat the yeah. f- couple of the fairies, like Clefable and, and Wiggly. Um, and your other biggest issue would be Swampert, which I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if Swampert would have so much play in this, in this meta, in this cup, but... I don't know, like, Orangaro just always seems interesting, in my opinion. And once you start getting energy lead with that, too, like, that's just another thing, like, spamming the foul plays, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe landing the future site. I mean, you could, what, land Psychic if you really want to to get that debuff chance. Was it 10% or something like that? But always an interesting pick. And, and just above yeah. it, I actually see Lugia. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Lugia. I, I want to be able to use Lugia in Great League more. <laughs> Oh yeah, it would it would be fun. Surprisingly, Hunchcrow actually it, it has a higher ranking there. Always, always another 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 Pokemon in Arcana Cup that just it seems weak, but if it gets an energy lead, watch <laughs> out for that Brave Bird. I mean, I don't looking looking at the top Pokemon here. I think any one of these Pokemon do not want to see a Brave Bird whatsoever. I mean, Hunchcrow right. hits. It hits. There, I th- feel like there are uh, a lot of bulkier Pokemon around. This uh, this feels like a bit of a bulky meta. But then you've got this one pick here at number 11, Swellow, with Wing Attack, Brave Bird, Sky Attack. So it's like, imagine Pidgeot, but super glassy. <laughs> it's It's got a 1630 stat product, so that puts it in the realm of... So uh, what's my champ? Um... Is Machamp in the 1600s or 1700s? Machamp is in the 1600s. So it's about as bulky as a Machamp with the Brave Bird, which can just one-shot definitely your grasses, but it can put in a lot of work against a lot of these other bulky picks as well. It's going to be hard to use because of its glassiness in such a bulky meta, but it does get some really key wins. 
Yeah, it looks it looks interesting because it has less stamina than a hunch crow. I'm like, you're you're talking about like a Pokemon that has no. This <laughs> is just so glassy. I mean, here we go. Like hunch crow, for example, attack is 150. The 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 fence is nearly 70, and stamina is like 145. And swallow is 137. Attack, uh, 90 mm-hmm. like 99 to 100 for defense and 121 for HP. So it's it's like rocking in between a Pidgeot and a and a and a hunch crow, but. Yes, I, I I think I would probably appreciate a wing attack fast move over a snarl fast move in any kind of sure. in a, any kind of meta. But yeah, and and especially the typing as well too. I mean, man, like a hunch crow still is just it hits. It does it doesn't want to take any hits from anything. <laughs> um, and I learned that the the hard way too with with a with a Venusaur and was doing scrims at one point. Like a frenzy just still even hits the darn thing so hard. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting pick. I think Swallow, if if you maybe have it in the back, like he soft lose in the lead, uh, you, you can pick up a few extra wing attacks. I think it can take some advantages against even some of the the battles or the matchups where like Floor just Swallows and looks like Dragalge kind of soft loses just barely, which is probably maybe missing, you know, a couple of those uh, wing attacks. Mm. It is rated third in the rankings as a charger which means just how well it does with an energy lead so the only two pokemon that do better than it with an energy lead are florges and zapdos true yeah florges is definitely a pick i mean when when we're looking at everything overall what florges is number nine it's always a strong Mm -hmm. strong fairy even though it's you're talking about monotype i mean just just even having just disarming voice and and moonblast just it's it's a nice bait move. Moonblast is just a nice mm-hmm. hard hitting move. Like I don't care where you have Florges in Great League, Ultra League, or Masters. It's just a, always a solid pick. And yeah, I agree. Like even even Florges getting like three or four extra fairy wins just can go to town. Like even when you bait and like they shields if you bait. I mean it it's mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a menace and it has a it has an okay bulk. Like it's you know it's 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 not squishy but it's not like tanky. It's 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 kind of like in the middle. Yeah, it's reasonable bulk, uh, like like a Vigoroth. Yeah, yeah, I could say that yeah. for sure. Definitely for sure. So, if we were to sum it up, I would say that you need a Jumpluff, you need a Seeking, you need a uh, uh, what is it, Swalot, which we haven't actually talked much about, but I think the Infestation Sludge Bomb Ice Beam really potent combination against what else is good in the meta and you need a fairy and i would say possibly an electric and i don't think most people will would acquire an zapdos so your problem probably your next best thing would be an omoga which is rank seven mm-hmm. and, yeah just under the zapdos uh, also actually i'll throw in an uh whiskash as well um we, we haven't talked about that much yet but the again the combination of mud bomb and blizzard uh really helps it in a lot of matchups Mm, yeah i can i can see that i can definitely see that i mean it has a nice coverage move and obviously you said mud bomb getting Mm -hmm. getting a little bit of a buff is is nice to have if you successfully bait the jump off you can you know beat that in the one shields yeah yeah all right so that's innocent cup um (laughs) we're we're worried that you wouldn't have much to say about innocent cup because uh obviously yeah like we said you don't do solo self but yeah i mean i've always really valued your opinion you you know you you understand the game to a level that um uh, uh, you know uh, 
surpasses a lot of people, including I think myself. So I really, really enjoy getting your opinions. The GoCast podcast Discord server tournament will start on the 10th of June, which will be, uh, I believe, after this podcast comes out. So uh, make sure <laughs> make sure you got your teams in. <laughs> and that will lead us to the Play Pokemon section. We had our mega weekend happening, <laughs> and that was Milwaukee, Torino, and Santiago. Um, I am now... Like, I didn't get to see them when they happened, but because I now have to, you know, understand what the meta's shaking up like, I have got them all bookmarked and I'm slowly making my way through the streams, through the VODs, like, before work as I'm eating breakfast, <laughs> etc. So, first up, we had Milwaukee. Our champion for Milwaukee Regionals was Bulk88, and he was up against Snots, and Kimmy Sue was, was a runner-up as well, too. You know, everyone also knew like Ryan Swag. He has, he he really had a good run from uh, Milwaukee Regionals, and mm-hmm. I think overall it was just uh, I don't know. Like Milwaukee actually felt different from prior regionals, and I'm not too sure where I can put my finger on it in terms of like team comps. But overall, it seemed like the meta shifted quite a bit, and I, like I think what we talked about earlier, just just the fact that just Trevenant is no longer around, just really shifted everything quite a bit. Where it almost reminds me of somewhat of the older meta that we knew to appreciate with Sableye, seeing some of Altaria's like Balkan Snots actually had Altaria. Reggie's always just there. Like he, it almost seems like you just have to have a guaranteed fighter like Metacham and a guaranteed Steel type, either G Fisk or or. Um, Reggie Steele so it's and I think also the rise of, of just Lickitung if you if you look up at all the teams that we've been seeing lately like Lickitung out of nowhere a re-rise it's just the like re-rise a huge, of Lickitung yeah, a, a huge re-rise and it's just very very interesting yeah. and it's 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 a it's again it's been a very refreshing I don't know if it'd be like refreshing refreshing but there's just a, a little like silver lining in terms of just how how teams were just created this go around mm. and it, it seemed like it just came down to not so much RPS. I mean, there's still a couple of matches that were a little bit from what I've uh, remembered, but overall it just really came down to like, man, calling, calling the baits and, and, <laughs> and making some of those catches. Like that was a lot of big stuff. Like yeah. I remember Kimmy Sue was, uh, was it was he up against snots? I think it was, I don't remember exactly. And he, he had his, uh, Gfisk and he did a couple of those rock slide baits which were called in. Ooh, it's it's just it's it's always a pain just to <laughs> just to see those rock slides um <laughs> being you know being called. Yeah. But. So Bulk's full team was Lickitung, Metacham, Sableye, Registeel, Altaria, and Lantern. So Lantern hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't been uh, too badly affected by well in fact it's lantern's place has been improved by the disappearance of trevenant but the big story was metacham which i i don't know if i brought this up last week but i could see it happening where uh yeah like a lot of a lot of things had been affected by the last move update except for metacham somehow despite how important metacham already was in the landscape of the great league meta it managed to avoid all possible nerfs. Uh, it just got stronger. And so the usage in Milwaukee was at over 80%. Over over four out of five teams 
had a Metacham on them. And then the second most common Pokemon was the Sableye being the new uh, go-to counter to it. Which I'm surprised that we haven't really seen like much fairy. Like the two Pokemon that are yeah. just highly used. So it's like, where's our fairy? Where's our Wiggly? Where's our... Like I, would, I was actually uh, expecting Clefable uh, maybe to come in or just, just something that just would have that uh, you know counter. But bringing back to conversation with Medicham, I think what's been also interesting too is is the fact that people are actually exploring the different moveset options for it. I believe like mm. Ryan Swag, for example, had um, Power Up Punch. I know like prior uh, regionals, uh, they had Dynamic Punch. So I think it's it's you know being how it's now more of a viable pick. People are using it more often, but depending on the team that they build, I think it's pretty cool to see like a Dynamic Punch. Metacham or seeing Power Up Punch because again, yeah. like Trevden's not around, and so Power Up Punch seems a little bit more viable at times. And you know, once you start ramping up, it can become unstoppable in in some ways. Like any mm. any Steel type that we know, which is really just the Reggie and the Gfist for the most part. And I think coming more to the future regionals, we may see uh, Lolan Sand Slash, but there there none of those Steel types are gonna want a, a Pup Medi. There's you can't flip it. You know, it's always no. been a thing where, like, oh, if Reggie gets a zap cannon and Medi doesn't have dynamic or a power punch, you know, Reggie could flip that matchup. I mean, it's it's just pretty interesting just to see how Medi, like you're saying, is having more of a viable role. People are exp- uh, experimenting with their movesets a little bit more, coming up with different strats. And again, it's just, I find it a little bit of a healthier um, meta coming into, you know, Milwaukee regionals from what I'm experiencing a little bit. And, uh, you know, for the, yep. the next couple of ones that we have and coming into champions as well, too. You also mentioned um, Clefable as, or just fit, like fairies in general as potential Metasham counters. Um, I am really liking the look of Wigglytuff against these teams because, like, not only does the fairy typing allow it to beat metacham sableye and altaria just looking at bulk's team in particular like the the metacham sableye altaria all very weak to any charmer but then the normal typing also gives it that double resistance to say lickitung's lick so that's four pokemon that just have so little play against the wigglytuff now the downside of course is that that pesky registeel and or any other steel type so galarian stunfisk and registeel are the main two that they would give wigglytuff a very hard time and make it a lot more rock paper scissors but i i can kind of sense the the meta shaping the meta leading up to worlds shaping around that idea of okay here's the top of it in metacham how do we deal with that and then how do we deal with the things that are dealing with that yeah yeah i think the two the two biggest factors still is going to be metacham and possibly like lantern being out yeah how it's just it's it's stronger because of the lack of things that can now can counter it i think more than anything like you're saying it's just there's there's a shift right now like people are focusing on one thing and then I've, it's like the um what's it called um the pendulum you know it's it's swinging yeah. one way right now and soon enough it's going to swing to something else and someone's going to find that loophole I mean, even for like yourself, for example, at, at regionals, and you can kind of look at this a little bit too. Like, there's still, you know, besides some of the water types, like some teams are just still weak to fire. Like, you know, yeah. even even Zardsul, I think, in in some aspects here, have a little bit of play. Um, 
And, you know, those are just one of those things, like a lot of people are just focusing on just like what, what meta works and always having like that one-off spice a little bit can just core break a lot of things. And I think there's still time up to worlds to see like, what is someone going to bring? That's going to bring, that's going to be that, like that shift. Like for example, Shadow Mimikyu, um, just watching their battles with Dragonite, like that was, Dragonite is really hard to use, especially as Shadow, but man like that thing just hits when it when you when you use it properly and it's it's just like a nice just off meta pick in a way just to to shake things up mm. you know yeah so i'm gonna be honest um i this is the first time i've noticed i'm looking at the the same graphic you are i i hadn't actually noticed shadow mimikyu's team down the bottom running the shadow dragonite i have always been uh looking for like the, those unique picks that no one else has ever thought of <laughs> And the, um, yesterday I, I built a team that had Shadow Dragonite in it. And I was like, ha, this is the one. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Shadow Dragonite at a regional. I'm going to set the world on fire with this pick. And now ugh, someone else came up with the idea. First. Someone got there first. So, um, I mean, it's it's not taking it off the table for me, but it's uh, it's annoying to see that there. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, when you don't have the right Pokemon up against Dragonite, it's just, it's annoying. And... I think the yeah. one thing that was a little surprising this go around for for Milwaukee more than anything is just the fact of I I was maybe somewhat trying to anticipate more Alola Ninetales because that has always been a nice yeah a nice pick that you know for, and that was uh it's Axon you know it's it's Axon always showcase the the Alola Ninetales with Swampert and for a while there like once he was up qualified it once again. Uh, from the last regional, uh, I don't remember again which which location that was, but it, like everyone started using it in Open Great League, and you know it's just it's funny to to see something like that. But just with the new meta shift, mm -hmm. I, I'm just surprised I didn't see as much Alone Nine Tails as I would expect. Uh, and I think that is you mentioned the pendulum. I think that's a change that we will see um, coming up in future regionals. There's there's not too many left though before Worlds, which we will get to in a minute. But before that. We have another regional to talk about, which is Torino in Italy. They had 143 players, which is a huge, huge number. And uh, I wish DeFi was here. For just, I mean, glad you're here, but I wish <laughs> DeFi was here for this one moment because um, there were two women that made it to the grand final and both have now qualified for the world championship in Japan. So the winner was Paula Shah 97, a very, very accomplished battler from Spain. And the runner up, another Spanish woman named uh, Andris or Andris. Or, <laughs> so I don't know how to pronounce it in the, the Spanish pronunciation, but uh, she is the partner of another battler who had qualified at a previous regional named John, Johnny Yoa. Uh, so it was really good to see, like, she's always been kind of there, but never quite gotten to that top spot needed. So, uh, Andris and Paula Shah both heading to Japan. Let's go. I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I love to see, you know, just new players just come in to, to, to win in Paula has been always amazing. I mean, I've been following her for a while as far as like hitting leaderboards mm -hmm. and seeing like how Stark use, uh, her team and you know it's it's just nice to see that kind of exposure for for Paula and, and anyone else that's just qualified to go to to worlds I mean it's just it's always nice to see because not everyone gets to have that limelight um, no matter what you know through like Twitter mm -hmm. or any other social medias um, but yeah I mean it's 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 really nice and it's nice to see that 
though Lowland Sandslash was was on that team um again with with Medi and, yes. and Sableye. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh so yeah, uh, Lowland Sandslash, Medi, Sableye, Registeel, Noctowl and Shadow Swampert. Is that Shadow Swampert feeling like a a, a nice generalist now that Trevenant is not anywhere to be seen. I mean, well, actually, there is one team in this top eight that does have Trevenant, so um, it, it wasn't complete, completely disappeared. But yeah, um, with that gone and just no other grasses taking its place, Shadow Swampert just looking like it can handle anything in the right situation. Yeah, I can see... I think people can almost argue that Swampert is pretty much a similar role as Sableye as far as if it has an energy lead like Sableye you can sw- you can flip up matches granted you know Sableye mm. has a little bit more bulk um, so like the fast move pressure is in favor with Sableye with its typing but with Swampert as hard as it hits with Hydro Cannon I mean you can almost argue like you can win a lot of switches uh, switch up matches and you can easily mm. close once shields are down I mean, I think that was again in, in Milwaukee. Um, I forgot who it was exactly where I forgot the one trainer. They, uh, they, they use both their shields swamper swept like boom, just, it was it's just yeah. crazy. It's just so crazy. Yeah. What, what swamper can do where I think Sable, I won't really have that kind of opportunity to, to perform in that way. So it's, it's again, like it goes back to like Pokemon and their roles and what they can do. And with Trevident being gone and a few other Pokemon where like, Swampert wouldn't really appreciate though Shell Swampert can still put up a fight against Trevenant but I mean mm-hmm. just having that almost pretty much eliminated it's just Swampert just has like that position where it can it can play with with Sableye and and more I'm noticing elsewhere on this graphic here Jojo Gogo Dancer has brought a Toga Demaru which is interesting. That's probably my uh, most interesting spice pick for this tournament, or for, or for at least this top cut. That and I wouldn't say it's really spice, but I think it's nice to see Cresselia because even even during this regional, I see two players actually bringing Cresselia in. I think with the new yeah. updated moves, I think just Grass Knight is just a nice coverage move to have. And with the rise of a Metacham, um, Again, like Crest can can take the moves, like any moves from from Medi, and we can you can spam the the Moon Blast for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just and certain... also being able to to take out most of a Sableye as well. Even though like that's generally a win for Sableye, especially with shields up. Um, it, like it's got the weaponry to be able to play against the Sableye. Yeah, yeah. As long as you have coverage for uh, Steel types. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. like Cress just has a nice general move set, a nice generalist kind of position to be in just as far as chipping, um, taking damage, potentially getting shields where like if you have Swampert in the back or other Pokemon where they can just start, you know, ramping up energy and just start attacking. It's 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 just a nice combination to have, like something that's just really bulk to another Pokemon that's just attack weighted and Spam, 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 which is hard hitting moves. I mean, I mean, whiskey actually. I mean, I he doesn't even have uh Swampert, but uh, Charizard, like to me, like I can see that combination, like Crest Charizard, like boom, like yeah, it's it's crazy. And having Umbreon too, Absolutely. like two bulky Pokemon, it's it's insane. Finally, we had the Santiago Regional. That was won by Ice Chris from Chile. I mean, all of the top cut were Chilean locals, so Ice Chris beat 
Elchiazdazd. Um, you're saying it, you're going to say it better than me. <laughs> uh, with the team of Lickitung, Metacham, Shadow Charizard, Galarian Stunfisk, Altaria, and Lantern. So I'm going to I'm going to put this here. I'm actually surprised that Altaria has been this popular this weekend seeing how like we all were very very aware of how much Ice got a buff in this meta. Like right. I think that's a a bold move. And I think it'll be even bolder is that people are not even bringing Azumarill. <laughs> like talking yeah. back like coming <laughs> like coming back to a to an old familiar meta that we, you know, come to to like and uh and slowly like disappeared i mean if altaria is going to be coming back best believe like azu is going to be coming back but yeah no i'm very very surprised like i'm just quickly looking over here because i didn't i didn't watch this regional and mm -hmm. out of the eight players is it four that have altaria on the team i mean it's it's crazy it, like i'm personally not a fan of altaria either but i mean it's it's mm. a strong pokemon i mean the typing and 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 the dragon breath, it's yeah, yeah. Can't can't ignore it. I can I can see a case for maybe Skarmory coming back a little bit, just being a flying type that can beat the ice types. Um, obviously it's it's gonna get walled by Lantern, which is its biggest problem. Um, wouldn't have as good of a matchup against Charizard. Um, but it's not taking like super effective damage from the double super effective from Ice Punch from Medicham like Otaria is, so it's got that play there. It it does have issues, but I can see some play for it. I I would never be able to figure it out. <laughs> not for not for Altaria. I I can't. I mean, it's 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 like I said, the typing is cool. Like I I've, I've I had those matchups for example where it's like Altaria versus Lantern it just feels so uncomfortable for both mm -hmm. players to to have that matchup and Medi still as popular as it is like it just still feels uncomfortable like Altaria doesn't want to take an Ice Punch Medi doesn't want to take a Sky Attack like oh yeah just, <laughs> it, it really comes everyone's down just, to like yeah it's uncomfortable yeah it's just like you never you just never know it, it just it comes down to how the players really play it out and whoever has that small energy lead can overcome that matchup pretty pretty well and it's like going back mm -hmm. to having those scrims with bird power just this past days she wanted me to use alteria um against lick tongue for example and like even that matchup is uncomfortable you mm -hmm. know, it's 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 just funny because like I said, I just I don't play Alteria so much, so just not knowing like those matchups, but man, it's 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 something. It's it's something to see Alteria mm. coming back and and having play somehow. I just I just, I just really don't I can't wrap my mind around it just just yet. That's our wrap up of the Mega Weekend of Play Pokemon. Coming up, we like I said, there is really not much left. We've got basically three tournaments to go. There is Fresno. Fre what state is Fresno in? California. Yeah, California. Fresno, California happening on June 10th to 11th. We have Chiba City, Japan happening on June the 11th. And that one is uh, because that is organized by the Pokemon Company rather than the Pokemon Company International, which is all the ones we kind of uh, normally look at in our you know western countries is um uh this one is a swiss competition rather than the normal double elimination that the tpci ones have and then the top cut is single elimination which i always find single elimination so so scary because like 
there's there's still a lot of like factors in a Pokemon Go battle that are kind of like out of your control. Like if say if you just get hard counted in the lead three times in a single elimination format, then you're just done. That's it. There's no coming back from that. Oh well, unlucky. Too bad. Go home. <laughs> Um, right. At least with double elimination, you can kind of come back from that. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, there's still that aspect of of just Pokemon Go, GBL battles, and mm-hmm. itself, and all that stuff where it, it's it's hard. I mean, that's just like part of the game, and it just really sucks at the end of the day that you know you spend all this time and energy to to make it to a place to compete, and like you said, it's just it's all out of your hands, and mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can cry about it, I guess, but. <laughs> 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 or you can just suck it up, pull your pants up, yeah. and deal with it. Um, and, and the fact that it's Swiss up until the top cut that makes it a lot more palatable yeah. in yeah. my mind, anyway. Um, it just it it comes down to like for something like that, as scary as it is, it's like you really have to pay attention to coming up with a with a team. Like mm, I think yeah. with 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 the international regionals, the play Pokemon internationals, like the regions that we all know, double elimination. I think maybe. I don't know. I'm just speaking out of my mind here. Like maybe people are kind of taking it for granted that, you know, you can probably get away with double or uh, with, you know, picking up a team that's kind of RPS. So yeah, that was cheaper city. <laughs> that we have <laughs> Columbus, Ohio happening in July. Uh, that is, that is the NAIC. And Dom, are you, are you planning to attend NAIC? Do you think you'll go to that one? I want to. Um, it's, it's not a clear yes. It's not a clear no. Now that we know that there's new move upsets for, or new moves updated, I am more intrigued because if we did not get any updates for this new season of GBL, I would probably say a hard no. But now that there's just opportunities to, you know, see new Pokemon, see what's going to be slightly like adjusted in, into the meta, I, I, I would consider it. I would definitely would. Finally. So we've had those three regionals. They are the last three regionals in the Play Pokemon circuit until Worlds, which happens on August 11th to 13th in Yokohama, Japan. And that is our Play Pokemon section. Time to move on to our shameless plugs. Uh, First, we want to give some shout-outs to people who have hit milestones and achievements in the Palatown and the GoCast Discord servers. So in Palatown, we have Green Tea 16 who finished their seasonal timed research for GBL. Angry Bunny Man has hit veteran or did hit veteran. Dad hit 2000 Master League wins. And in the GoCast server, we had Jay Engineer who his faction was the champion of EMEA in factions. Grady F27 hit veteran and J1718 hit their most battles played in a season. For my plugs, we've got I appeared on the latest episode of After Darkrai with Brett, and that is it always is really, really fun recording with him. So After Darkrai is the podcast, but it is not particularly family friendly so if you <laughs> uh, if you are a young person or have young kids uh, make sure that you are aware of that also i'm doing one more thing on the friday night the 16th of june u.s time 
I'm just calling it drunk PvP. Um, I've uh, hit up a uh, mate of mine, Dino, from the BTW podcast, and we have just decided on that Friday night, the 16th, we are going to just sink a few and then try and do our battles. Like, we might do some GBO, we might, you know, battle against each other, we might battle viewers, wherever the night takes us, but uh, we're going to see how that goes after we've um, gotten on the juice. <laughs> that would be fun there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of nights i will admit there's a couple of times i've drank and done my gbl battles and right. <laughs> it's, it's it's fun sometimes you just do some wacky stuff and sometimes it really works and other times you just flat out lose but you just laugh <laughs> and you just call it to the next battle but, yeah yeah dom where can people find you uh, everyone can find me through pretty much all social platforms. The known ones, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, at Pogo Doms. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part. B-O-M-Z. On... Yeah. So yeah. playing at home, yes. Yep, yep. And uh, for the most part, I've been pretty consistent as far as Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays in the morning around 10 to, uh, yeah, around 10-ish p.m. or 10-ish a.m. Eastern time. I usually stream on Twitch and then on TikTok, it's usually Tuesdays and Thursdays. And bonus streams are usually on the weekends, either through TikTok or Twitch, depending on like events, if it's community days or go battle league days or regional watch as I'm doing GBL battles. You know, you know how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, besides that, um, I do have a Discord as well too. It's, it's through Pogo Doms. Like any of my social handles, you can find it clearly. Sometimes I hang out in there, do some bts uh editing and uh drawing any of that other stuff if people just want to come and hang by all means always like to have a little bit of chill and and wind down with people and if anyone has any questions with anything you can feel free to ask but yeah and i'll make sure to send the links off to chris to include into the show notes so to close out, we love hearing from you. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself, DeFi, or Doms, you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. And if it is for Doms, we can make sure he gets that. You can also send us voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. And in the show description, you can also click on more fish or more DeFi or Dom's links to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And may the leads be in your favor. <laughs>